Welcome back to another episode of Sportscape. I'm Brody, and today we're going to be going over my earliest 2021 mock draft. Um, I just thought of this thing. I thought it would be fun to do. And so basically, we're going to be going back to the earliest mock draft that I have saved and going through the picks, who shot up, who fell down. Um, and I thought this would be a pretty fun thing to do. So we're going to start. Actually, no. This is October 28th, 2020, the earliest one I have saved. Skipping over it a little bit, I can see that it's pretty bad compared to what happened. But um, the draft order also did change a lot. So if you like, if you hear a team that's not at their original draft because it was like in the beginning of the season. So most of the draft order isn't going to be the same. I think there's, I don't think really any of the picks are the same. I think there's like one or two that have the same pick, but I don't think it's much more than that. But at number one overall, this was the New York Jets before they won a game. And I had them taking Trevor Lawrence. That was that was an easy pick. I feel like there's just no other way that they would have gone. He was he would have been the, probably been the number one pick no matter who went uh, or who got the number one overall pick. I just feel like he was that good. Nobody would have passed him no matter the team. Because if you're if you're the number one overall pick, chances are your quarterback's not great. And if you have a guy like Trevor Lawrence there, you're not going to pass him up. And so I feel like that one was definitely a reasonable pick. At number two, I had the New York Giants, who were number two at the time. Both New York teams, top two picks. Uh, But I had the Giants going with Micah Parsons, the linebacker out of Penn State, went to the Cowboys at 12. This was an interesting pick. I'm not really sure why. I had Parsons this early. I think this is like, I don't know. I feel like this was like before other linebackers shot up like a Wusukormoa before like Parsons opted out and kind of lost some draft stock. I think this is when he was still considered like a top eight pick. But I still do feel like two, even with how good he was viewed earlier in the draft process, I still feel like two is a little bit early for him. But uh, it's where I have him going for some. I mean, the Giants do have a decently big need linebacker. I know they have, like, Blake Martinez in there. Um, but I'm not sure who else they really have. I think that's, like, a pretty weak point on their defense. It says here, yeah, they got... Uh, Reggie Ragland and Blake Martinez at middle linebacker, so it's not great, um, but it's not terrible. Uh, Blake Martinez, I think, is a pretty underrated player, but um, Reggie Ragland, it's he's not very good. I don't really, I just don't see him as that great. I think Micah Parsons definitely would have taken his spot, um, but yeah. I guess I can see that, but it's just a little bit of a reach for Parsons. At three, I had the Jaguars going Panay Sewell tackle out of Oregon. 
Um, I guess at the time I was still pretty confident in Gardner Minshew. Uh, and I didn't apparently feel like they were going to take Justin Fields, who was pretty much the consensus QB2 at that point. This was really before the rise of Zach Wilson and Trey Lance. I mean, Trey Lance was already viewed as a pretty high prospect, but Justin Fields was like kind of clearly better than him. Um, but I guess I had them holding off on QB, but I could have seen them taking Sewell if there were no quarterbacks there. Because their offensive line is not good. You got like Cam Robinson, Andrew Norwell, Brandon Linder, AJ Cannon, Juwan Taylor. That's not good. Cam Robinson is not a bad offensive tackle. Uh, Andrew Norwell and Brandon Linder aren't too bad. But you do need replacements here. And I don't really feel like they did a great job of addressing the line in the draft. They also do need a tight end. Um, I guess, you know, Tim Tebow and Luke Farrell, they're pretty confident in those guys. But um, I could have seen them taking Sewell, but they ended up with number one overall pick, Trevor Lawrence, and I don't think they're necessarily too upset about that. So I could have seen that pick happening. Um now I think they probably would have taken like Trey Lance or Justin Field. Or actually I think they probably would have taken Zach Wilson at this point if he was there. But like I said, this was really before the rise of Zach Wilson. Um anyways, at number four, this was one of the picks I was talking about that actually stayed the same to the end of the season. The Atlanta Falcons. And I had them taking Justin Fields, the quarterback out of Ohio State. Um, this was a pretty reasonable pick. It still is, I would think. Um, there were many rumors about the Falcons going quarterback, going Trey Lance. He's there. Justin Fields bringing Justin Fields back to Georgia. Um, they ended up with Kyle Pitts, who is a generational talent, um, but... Um, I just think here that, yeah, Kyle Pitts is a good pick. I mean, they certainly could have looked into quarterback. I know that I mocked them quarterback a lot. I think they definitely could have gone quarterback. I mean, there were still rumors about it up until draft night. I mean, Kyle Pitts himself said he thought the first four picks were going to be quarterbacks. He, though, ended up in Atlanta. Uh, But... I think it's time to start looking at your future. Matt Ryan's not getting any younger. He hasn't been incredible. He's been pretty good, actually. Um, Fourth in yards, 12th in touchdowns, 16th in QBR. So he's not like the worst quarterback in the league, but he's getting older. And it could definitely be time to move on to the future. But... I think Justin Fields there would have been a reasonable pick. Um, At five, the Dolphins. I had them going Jamar Chase uh, out of LSU. This was a reasonable pick, in my opinion. Uh, They needed uh, receivers badly. They ended up with Jalen Waddle. There's still a question as to would they have still gone Waddle if Chase was on the board because there were reports that they preferred Waddle. Other people 
thought they were going chase. It was really, it, it was really up to draft night to figure out that whole thing. But they ended up with Waddle, who is a great player. A lot of people thought he was receiver one. I had him as two, but I also had him as two by pretty big margin. So I definitely don't think this would have been a bad pick at all. I think it actually would have been a very good pick. Um, but at six, the Vikings, this was when they had that really slow start to the season. I had them going Greg Russo, the edge out of Miami. Uh, I think in my most, in my like last mock draft before the draft, I think I had them going with Jalen Phillips, who is also an edge. Uh, so it's, at least I was consistent, um, but they ended up going Christian Darisaw, good pick, great value pick for sure. Um, I would say trading back and still getting a top two tackle in the draft. I think that was a great job by the Vikings front office. But I feel like they definitely also could have gone edge because that's like the whole reason that they went after Yannick Ngakwe was to get somebody alongside Danielle Hunter. Um other than Hunter, the defensive line's not that great. Dalvin Tomlinson, your offseason addition, should be okay. But, like, Michael Pierce and DJ Wanham are just not as good. Your linebackers are pretty good. Eric Kendricks and Anthony Barr are actually very solid. But I definitely feel like they could have gone edge. At the time, Rousseau was edge number one. Uh, this was before he was viewed as, like, more of a developmental guy. This was when people thought he would, like, be great. He's still first-round pick, but his draft stock just kind of fell. At the seventh pick, I had the Bengals going Creed Humphrey, uh, center Oklahoma, which was an, it's an interesting pick looking back on it, but... Humphrey was viewed as, like, a t the best center in college football and, like, a top offensive lineman, too. Um, I had him as the second guy off the board here. And so I really don't know why he fell too much to the Chiefs at the bottom of the second round at, like, 63, I think it was. But he did. But I think this would have been a solid pick for the Bengals at the time. He was viewed as a great center. And the Bengals, actually, the stronger part of their offensive line, in my opinion, it's the tackles. I don't think their tackles are as bad as their guards and center. Because when you look at the depth chart for Cincinnati, they've got uh, Riley Reef at left tackle. Or no, Jonah Williams is at left tackle. Riley Reef is at right. Um, they just added Jackson Carmen to be the right guard, and then they got Trey Hopkins at center and Xavier Suafilo at left guard. So it, I think definitely their tackles are a lot better than their guards. But it's, I think this still would have been a very good pick. At eight, I had the Cowboys going Pat Sertan, the second at corner Alabama. That pick was perfect. They didn't get him because the Broncos for – some reason took him when they had already been adding great corners to their uh, secondary. They've got like now Fuller, Sertan, Callahan, and Darby, which is like the best 
cornerback core in the league. Uh, but Dallas definitely is still in big need of corners. Sertan is the best corner in the class. I think this would have made perfect sense if they had gotten him. At number nine, I had Washington go Trey Lance, the quarterback out of North Dakota State. Um, this would have been a fine pick. I wouldn't have been angry with it if it happened. I think definitely Trey Lance could have gone a lot earlier than this, but I had him as QB3 coming into this mock draft. And I think Washington would have been a fine place for him to go. They need a quarterback. They can get a QB3 slash 4, depending on how you look at it now, uh, if they had gone with this. But unfortunately for their draft odds, they made the playoffs. And so they ended up picking 10 picks later than this. But at number 10, I had the Chargers going Caleb Barley, corner Virginia Tech. I think this pick was pretty okay. I don't think it was like great now that I'm looking back on all the tackles that were still available here. But Farley was viewed as like uh, almost above Patrick Sertan because of his athleticism. Uh, but then he had the back injury, surgery, all those scares. And so that caused him to fall to like 22 to the Titans. But this was before that all happened. And so the Chargers don't have too many great cornerbacks. I know they picked up Asante Samuel Jr. in the second round, which I thought was a pretty good pickup. So I definitely do think that they could have gone Farley there. I think before the injury scare, he was viewed as like, almost the best quarterback in the class. So I think Farley to the Chargers there would have made sense at the time. At 11, I had the Patriots stealing Kyle Pitts, the tight end out of Florida. Um, obviously, they wouldn't have really done that uh, post-free agency with Hunter Henry and John U. Smith, but at the time, it made sense. They had no tight ends. Um, Kyle Pitts was by far the best tight end in the class. Definitely one of the best tight ends that we've seen recently, maybe like in a long time. So it made sense at the time, but they found other ways to upgrade that position. At 12, I had the Broncos going. Sam Cosby, the offensive tackle out of Texas. The tackle position really got shaken up um, later on in the draft process, but I think Cosme here was viewed as another one of those top tackles in the draft class. And so I think it definitely would have made sense at the time. The Broncos, though, had needs in other positions, in my opinion. And tackle, I mean, now they do. I think Garrett Bowles is a great left tackle. He had a great 2020 season. Uh, on the other side of the offensive line, you have... Um, on the other side of the offensive line, you have Bobby Massey, your new addition, who's not great. But then your interior offensive line is pretty good, too. Dalton Risner, Lloyd Cushenberry, and Graham Glasgow which is also a pretty solid offensive line. So I think they probably could have gone other positions with that pick, but it wouldn't have been a terrible pick. Uh, at 13, I had the Panthers going Dylan Moses. 
uh, the linebacker out of Alabama who actually ended up going undrafted after the ACL injury. But the Panthers still do need a Luke Keekley replacement. Uh, they really haven't found one. They had the chance at getting Isaiah Simmons in 2020, but they did not uh, take the chance. They passed up on him for Derek Brown, who's been pretty good. I'm not going to say Derek Brown wasn't good, uh, but I think they definitely could have used Isaiah Simmons as well. Um, but they just haven't really been – I mean, they play a 4-3, which means they only need really one middle linebacker. Um, and then they have two defensive tackles. But I do think they could have really used the linebacker like Dylan Moses with the athleticism and the versatility that he brings to the defense. But he did get injured, and so that kind of caused him to fall off a little bit. At 14, the Dolphins took Wyatt Davis. or didn't take him, but that's who I had them going with. Interior lineman, Ohio State. I don't really know where Wyatt Davis got drafted, actually. Uh, he was drafted by the Vikings in the third round. Okay. That's what I would have guessed, but I wasn't sure. So, Wyatt Davis is another one of those offensive linemen who fell and got replaced by guards like Elijah Barry Tucker. So, the Dolphins at the time did pretty much need a guard. Um, they're ta- They still kind of do need a guard in a way. Their tackles, they've got two young tackles, Austin Jackson and Robert Hunt. But their guards in center, the interior of the line, it's not too incredible. You got, oh wait, they're playing Robert Hunt at guard. Uh, they got Jesse, oh yeah, they got Jesse Davis at right tackle. Um, and then you got Solomon Kinley and Matt Skura at center. So it's definitely not a great interior, but... I guess it would have worked, but I think Wyatt Davis at the time, who was viewed as, like, a top guard in the class, definitely could have helped them out. At 15, I had the Raiders going pay edge rusher out of Michigan. They did go a little bit farther down than this, but if the Raiders had taken him at, with their original first-round pick, I don't think really anybody would have said anything because they need defense just all around defense and very, very badly. So I don't think really anybody would have been mad if they had taken uh, a pay with their first pick, but they ended up going Leatherwood, which is pretty confusing. Uh, But pay is one of the top edges in the class, definitely like a top three, four, maybe. Um, Probably like top three, I would say, behind like Phillips and maybe somebody else. But... The Raiders do need one. that They got Ngakwe in free agency, which is a pretty solid pickup for them, but it's not going to do everything. So I think this pick would have made decent sense. At 16, I had Jalen Waddle falling all the way down to Detroit, which would have been a phenomenal pickup for the Lions. Unfortunately, Waddle... Actually, no, they had, they didn't have the, unfortunately, they didn't have the chance to go Waddle, but they got Sewell, who's a fine pickup anyways. Um, Waddle, great receiver, fast, good hands, compared to Tyreek Hill a lot. I wouldn't go that far, but I do think he could definitely bring a lot to the table for the Lions. 
The Lions actually wanted Jamar Chase, but weren't able to get him. But this pick would have been great for the Lions. Great value for sure. But they, unfortunately for them, lost a lot more games. Got a much higher pick and got the best tackle in the draft. At 17, I had the Niners going Sean Wade out of Ohio State, who ended up going in like the sixth round or something to the Ravens. Um, the, the reason his draft stock fell so much is because he got absolutely toasted in the college football playoff. Uh, but he's mainly a slot guy. He's not really a guy that will play on play well on the boundaries a lot. Um, can definitely be like a he could maybe even play safety. I you guess you could give him a shot. Um. He could probably play nickel a lot in the slot and definitely uh, be an inside corner. So, and the Niners do need corners, so this wouldn't have been a terrible pick, but Wade's stock dropped massively. At 18, I had the Saints getting another steal here with Devontae Smith, the receiver out of Alabama. Um, unfortunately for the Saints, who ended up with a later pick than this, um, Devonta Smith ended up winning the Heisman, raising his stock a whole lot, um, and eventually going to the Eagles at number 10. So this did not happen, but Saints still could use a receiver. Michael Thomas isn't going to do it all for New Orleans. Other than Michael Thomas, I really don't know who else they have. I know they've got, like, Traquan Smith and some other players. Um, Yeah, they got Michael Thomas, Traquan Smith, Marquez Callaway, Juwan Johnson, Deontay Harris are their top five receivers. So they definitely could use a receiver, but here I did not have them getting one. Or I did have them getting one, but in the draft they did not get one. Or in the first round, at least. At 19, I had the Eagles going Tyson Campbell, the corner out of Georgia. The Eagles could use a corner. Darius Slay didn't play outstanding in 2020. Um, but they did desperately need a receiver, so Devonta Smith makes perfect sense. He's currently listed as receiver two on the depth chart, but you can pretty much move him up to receiver number one. Um, their corners consist of Darius Slay, Avante Maddox, Zach, Zach McPherson, Kavon Wallace, Rashad Smith. Or not Rashad Smith, Rashad Smith is a linebacker, Graylin Arnold, and Josiah Scott. So they could use a corner. Tyson Campbell fell a little bit farther than 19, but got picked up by the Jaguars at 33. At 20, I had the Colts going Kyle Trask, quarterback, Florida, over Zach Wilson. Uh, It seems like a terrible pick at the time, or now it seems like a terrible pick. But at the time, it made more sense. Uh, Trask was, like, leading a college football playoff favorite at the time, Florida Gators team. So it wouldn't have been a terrible pick. It It actually would have been a pretty good pick at the time. The Colts... Philip Rivers, everybody knew, was not in their future. They needed a quarterback. They got one through other ways. Uh, they got Wentz in the big trade. But Trask would have been a pretty solid pickup for them. 
at the time. His draft stock fell partly because Florida kind of fell off a little bit. Also partly because of his awful bull performance against Oklahoma. He had like three picks or something. At 21, I had the Browns go Aiden Hutchinson edge out of Michigan. The reason that you probably haven't heard much about Aiden Hutchinson is because he did not declare for the draft, decided to return to Michigan for another year. Will be coming out of the draft most likely in 2022. But he's still a great player. I think he probably will end up being first, maybe early second at the worst. Um, unless something big happens, but I think he'll be fine. At 22, I had the Bucks going Alex Leatherwood tackle Alabama. Not really sure why I had them going this way, but I guess I did. At the time, Leatherwood was a good tackle. First was projected as a first round pick, but the Buccaneers do not really need a tackle. You got Donovan Smith and Tristan Wirfs, and unless you're looking to add depth, you don't really need any, but you don't go to add depth in the first round, so that was definitely confusing. Yeah, you got Tristan Wirfs at right, Donovan Smith at left, Ali Marbet, Alex Kappa, Ryan Jensen. So it doesn't really make sense to me as as to why they would do that, but I guess that's what I thought at the time. At 23, I had the Jaguars going Pat Fryermith, the tight end out of Penn State, which wouldn't have been a bad pick. It was just a little bit early for them because, like I just said, they do need tight end. But I think 23 would have been early for Pat Fryermith. I think if they got him at, like, 33, I wouldn't have been, like, that's a terrible pick, but 20. Or uh, 33, not 20. I think if they got him at 33, it would have been a better pick. But 23 was a little bit early. But they did need a tight end. And Firemouth was considered as a pretty good one at the time. So it wasn't terrible. At 24, I had the Bills going Spencer Brown. Or not Spencer Brown. Spencer Brown's who they got in the draft in, like, the fourth round. I had them going Dylan Radens, the offensive tackle out of North Dakota State. They did need tackle. Um, they've got currently, I know they've got, um, Deion Dawkins. I'm not sure who else they really have on that offensive line. Other than like, let's see. Currently it says that they've got at left tackle, Deion Dawkins, John Feliciano, Mitch Morse, Cody Ford, Daryl Williams. So they definitely could have used a tackle, but Radon's fell kind of into the second round, so they didn't really get the chance to take him. At 25, I had the Bears going Zach Wilson, the quarterback out of BYU. This was before he became the superstar that he is now. It was kind of before, like, some of those, like, mid, early mid-season games where he, like, just made some crazy plays. But the Bears did get a quarterback, just not Zach Wilson. They traded up at 211 for Justin Fields. But Wilson would have been a fine pick for them. 
either way. Uh, at 26, I had the Cardinals going Josh Myers, the center out of Ohio State. They actually picked up um, Rodney Hudson from the Raiders in a trade. They got him through trade right before he was going to be released. They wanted to make sure they got him. And they definitely did. They also made some other... They made sure that their offensive line improved. Um, but Rodney Hudson's a great center. And Josh Myers at the time... Ohio State at the time had like one of the best offensive lines in college football, it looked like. But now... They... All their offensive linemen have kind of fallen down. At 27, I had the Jets going Rondale Moore, the receiver out of Purdue. Some people still had Rondale Moore as a first-round pick. I didn't. I had him early second, probably like somewhere like the Bengals. But Rondale Moore, definitely like a smaller, faster guy. Um, could probably return punts, maybe. The Cardinals are actually the, guy, the team who picked this guy up. Um, and he's currently listed as their receiver number four. And so this would have been a good pickup for the Jets. They got Elijah Moore, not Rondale Moore, in early round two. So it's not, it wasn't terrible for the Jets not getting a receiver in the first round. They traded up for Elijah Barry Tucker, which I thought was a good move. Um, and... Also got Elijah Moore, who's a similar receiver in the second round. At 28, I had the Ravens going Rashad Bateman receiver out of Minnesota, and they did go Rashad Bateman receiver out of Minnesota. And Bateman is a great receiver. Ravens need weapons, so I would have been really fine with that pick. At 29, I had the Titans go Jay Tufili, defensive tackle. USC. Tufili went to the Jaguars. I think at like he was like the first pick of day three. I don't think he's currently starting for them, but I think at the time he was like a first round pick. Well, late first, mid, early second. Um, he's currently listed as second on the nose tackle depth chart. So, I mean, they, he would start if they played a four three. But unfortunately for him, they play a 3-4. So it would have been a decent pickup at the time. And then he kind of fell off. I don't really know why. Um, but he went to their division rival Jaguars in the fourth round. At 30, I had the Chiefs go Trey Smith interior offensive lineman USC. Or not USC, uh, Tennessee. And they, I believe they did actually get Trey Smith just like in the seventh round, which is really confusing to me. I don't know why he fell that far, but because I mean, I still had him as like an early third round pick up until um, like a week before the draft. So I don't know what caused him to really fall all that way down in that little time, but 
I mean, he did fall that far, so... I mean, I guess that's just how it really kind of worked out for him. Uh, at 31, I had the Packers go with Paris Marshall Jr., the receiver out of LSU. This guy fell in the draft, too. He fell, like, the third round or something to Carolina. But I think he – I had him as a first-round pick, I think, in my last mock draft. So I think he would have been a great pickup for the Packers who need receivers other than Devontae Adams. And I wouldn't have been upset with the pick if they had taken him. And so I think it would have been a pretty good pick. Marshall's kind of like your good at everything receiver. Not excelling in any specific thing, but pretty solid everywhere. And I think that would have been a pretty solid pickup. And finally, at 32, I had the Steelers going J.C. Horn, corner South Carolina, who went at 8 and was actually the first corner off the board to the Panthers. Um, but the Steelers did get pretty depleted at cornerback. Mike Hilton's gone. Steven Nelson's on the free agent market. Um, and Pittsburgh, all they have left is, like, Joe Hayden, I think, is their CB1 now. Um, on their defense, they've got... Let's see... Yeah, so cornerback one, Joe Hayden, Cameron Sutton, Shakur Brown, Justin Lane are the top four corners. So they definitely could have used Horn for sure. But Horn rose a little bit. He's a very physical corner. I think he'll do great in Carolina. And so that is all that I've got for today. This was reviewing my earliest mock draft for 2020. And so... That's all for today, and I will see you soon for another episode.